What is the crack? We are back, B2B Sports, after a little break. Sammy's back. <laughs> I say a very long break, and that's probably my fault. <laughs> very long break. After Sam has got married and a little trip to Bali and back, and yeah. permanent move to Glasgow. He's back. Yeah, just, just a couple of things. That's, that's, that's about four weeks worth of stuff. But... <laughs> and not to mention Wi-Fi issues. Lots of Wi-Fi issues. Um, it's been a nightmare. Gone. And if if this cuts out, I, I sincerely apologise. <laughs> but it's Vodafone's fault. Um. Yes. Other than that, are you all good, all good mate? All good? Very good. I think uh, very good. I'm very happy that a lot of sports is back. Yes, mate. It's a start, a start of all, start of all the seasons. Yep, we love it. Absolutely love Absolutely it. Absolutely loving it. Um, yeah, I think it's going very well. How are you? I'm good, mate. I'm good. And if you could see me right now, I am rocking my Minnesota Vikings Justin Jefferson jersey, and I think this is a good place to start. NFL Week One, absolute seams. Um, I'm going to start it off. Vikings slap. The Packers about big divisional game, proper happy, proper happy. Yeah, I'm quite quite surprised to be honest. Proper happy, um, Jefferson. I'm surprised, unreal. It, I'm surprised. I'm surprised it was that dominant. It was. It was big time. I mean, um, I don't know. The the rookie wide receiver for the Packers had a bit of a nightmare. They could have he dropped everything. Yeah, huge bomb um, upfield by Rogers. Um, and he just dropped it. Other than that, I mean, we we battered them. To be honest, defense turned up. I'm liking our pass. Yeah, was it like, it was like it was like three or four fourth down stops? Yeah, insane. Which mate. normally normally the Vikings aren't great at. No, well, obviously we had a good defense back in the day with Zimmer, and in the past couple of years, our defense has been, especially our secondary, is a uh, has been pretty sloppy. But um, mate, our pass rush with. Daniel Hunter and uh, Darius Smith, mate, it's unreal, man. Absolutely very, unreal. Very, very well. Harrison Smith also, he's getting it done in the secondary, although he's a little bit older in age now. But also we've got Kendricks as well that's doing it. But yeah, mate, it's, I'm I'm most impressed with our, uh, is our offense. To be honest with you, um, yeah, no matter, yeah, no matter how much coverage sort of Jefferson gets like he still breaks through he's he's still mm. he's still there on on his own in open field so um yeah mate I'm absolutely buzzing uh on to week two against the Eagles which will be a big game um Ooh, it'd be an interesting one Monday night football as well so prime time yeah and um we got we picked up Jalen Rieger from the Eagles um in this offseason oh, yeah. And he was the infamous, you know, um, infamous draft day pick. So the Eagles picked him over uh, Justin Jefferson. So, yeah, we now have got them both. So it should be interesting <laughs> to see what. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully that he can he can do something. I mean, that he hasn't done so well at the Eagles, but that's also because the Eagles haven't really done much recently. Right. So, uh, yeah, you've got a lot of weapons, and it's very annoying to be honest. Mate, and Kevin O'Connell, first game as head coach, made look made look easy. So he did, to be fair. We shall see what happens. But um, let's talk about the Patriots, not, mate. Not not as good a start from the Patriots. I had high hopes. Um, I think the game was kind of set from the moment Mac Jones 
got intercepted the first time because um, it was a definite, was definite pass interference on that play. The the Miami defender had his jersey in his hand as he was defending and wouldn't let him turn. So I I, I think from then on I, I thought it was going to be a bad game and it and it was it was I don't know why I think it was like twenty odd seven uh, managed yeah. to get a touchdown um, weird touchdown Mac Jones uh, to um, I, I can't remember the receiver now unfortunately couldn't watch the game because of my Wi Fi I had no I had no Wi Fi <laughs> so I wasn't able to watch it. Um, but uh, yeah, he kind of threw it and then he caught it just outside the end zone but fell down. But nobody's around him, so he just rolled into the yeah, end zone. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. Um, which is fair enough. Get, get if you one way to get a touchdown. Um, but yeah, it was it was disappointing to say the least. This is the Patriots' um, way, though. I swear they always lose, like maybe it was, yeah. I mean, Brady, it's not often we, 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 even with Brady, I think. We, we didn't often go too well at the start of the season. I think quite often we've gone like two and two and then mm-hmm. even with Brady, like gone and then gone on a run. Um, so I, I hope that's the case. Um, I still think there's more to come. I think Matt Jones can get better with our with, with the weapons and, and, and the weapons we have are quite new and I think the more game time they get, better. Uh, and Miami is a difficult place to go as as Patriots. Yeah. Um, they, I mean, they they're getting better. They get a lot and better. Their offense Tua is explosive. It it is explosive. Tyreek Hill is mad. The fact that he he is there it still doesn't make sense to me in my head. Um, but Tua still doesn't click for me. Yeah, I was. Did, did I was you see, just did you see the video of him just throwing? Into there was nobody, there was nobody there. He just threw I've, it into. Open yeah, I've field. seen a couple of videos where he's just chucked it to the floor, um, just completely off target. But that's what yeah. I was going to say. Uh, inconsistencies remain. Like that offense is so good, but is he in the end when we look back at the season? Is he going to be, you know, the downfall of why they couldn't, you know, get to that next level? Exactly. So, um, I hope that I, I, I think that. Better things to come from the Patriots. Um, we started off last season poorly, went on a seven-game win streak. So, I, I yeah, think um, I think there's more to come. Did and also shout out Waddle because I think he's got the best celebration in the league, man. He's just he does little penguin, does. little penguin celebration. Love that. Absolutely love that. It's so good. Um, I don't know how much of Red Zone you actually caught, Sam, but. The last 30 minutes None. of Red Zone was literally <laughs> the most bonkers thing ever. Mate, eight out of the 16 games ended within one score. Like Bengals lost in overtime to the Steelers. Like, you wouldn't have that called that. a weird game. You? No. And then oh, TJ Watt going off with a torn peck. Yeah, torn maybe. peck. Probably out for the season. Just... I know. Just It's just awful. Just, I mean, he's so good. Talking about injuries, um... I think the cornerback Fuller... He's out for the season with Achilles injury, I believe, as well. Um, yeah, so that's been a couple of big. That Steelers defense is is so good, and just oh, mate. Your, your main players getting injured there is just that's going to hinder them because their their offense isn't amazing. I mean, they've got um, Harris and I think they've got a decent offense, but I think their quarterback struggles mm. may come through. But um, people were saying yeah. that was karma, though. Did you see? Apparently, he took a cheap shot on Joe Joe Burrow. 
and then he yeah. tore his pec not long after. So people are saying like it's just instant karma, but it's a bit harsh. I mean, Joe Rogan got up and played. I mean, I think to be a season-ending injury, I don't think that's quite karma, is it? No. Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was a good start to the season. I think a surprising start to the season, um, especially with the teams that didn't play well, like the Cowboys only scored three oh, points. Cowboys, man. Um, Dak getting a broken hand. Yeah, uh, but he might only be he might only be out for four weeks though, so it might be not as bad as we think. Um, and then obviously the the Packers as well. Yeah, man. Also, um, the Giants with a big shock win over the Titans. Yeah, Saquon Barkley, yeah. mate, he's back. I'm glad to see him back because he honestly he's so good. He's up there with Dalvin Cook and and Derek Henry for me. Um, yeah, when he's on his, when he's on his best. Hundred um, percent. Also and, in and that game. Uh, also in that game, sorry Sam, but Derek Henry got flattened in that game. Oh, he did, he did. I've never <laughs> seen that happen before. That? He he went flying, and it was it was cool to watch. But I mean, that's just that's mad. That that guy who did it, he's gonna have that on on highlights for forever. Hundred um, percent. But and then the Browns also won their first game opener in like sixteen years. Yep. Bacon over made, over, over, was... over. Yeah, I thought I thought I thought. I think Baker was going to do it as well. Yeah, we but uh, they 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 played really well. Um, they almost did it to be honest. Uh, the, the Panthers, but I think Baker's going to be quite good with the Panthers to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I do feel like obviously it didn't work out at the Browns of Baker, but I still think he's got more to prove in the league. I don't think he's done so. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, definitely I think the way he was kind of um, pushed out slightly for. For Deshaun Watson of all people, I yeah. felt like even the people of Cleveland are like he's hard done by there. Proper. Um, going back to the, the opening game actually as well, I was really impressed with Josh Allen, man. Stiff yeah. arms, Rams get out of the way. He big stiff arm um, to one of the deep defensive backs of the of the LA Rams, man. Yeah, they just look good. The Bills look good. Yeah. Good looking defense, like. They can obviously do the business on the offense as well. They're going to be they're going to be definitely Super Bowl contenders this year for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. They they look too good. Um, again, annoying they're in our division and we have to play them twice because that's pretty much two losses. I mean, we we managed to scrape a win against the Bills last year in the snow. Oh um, yeah, I and remember that, that game. Yeah, yeah, that was only because it ended like six three or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't see us being that lucky this year. No, um, the Chiefs proved they they can still do the business without Tyreek Hill. Um, yeah, absolutely slapped. They still, still got a lot of points scored against them. Yeah, they did. They like did twenty four points or something. They did. Um, yeah, and also Good. last night's game as well. Um, Russell talking about Baker Mayfield couldn't beat his old team, but Russell Wilson couldn't beat his old team either. So. Gino Smith done the business, man. Got, got it he done. He did do the business. But I do feel like that wasn't all Russell's fault. They had like a, a whole minute left. Yeah, I saw and that. They, 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 they wound the clock down to try a 64-yard field goal. Like That's the record. Yeah. I saw, I saw Why would they do that? that? On the Manning cast. Um, I just sort of slating them, like, what's going on? Peyton Manning was like on, on his show with his brother, um, just basically trying to call a timeout from wherever they were but yeah. it's, I don't understand you don't you don't spend 250 odd million on a quarterback to not let them do it no he's right it was, 
I find it a very cool play, a very odd play call by um, by head coach. And yeah, did not understand it. Russell Wilson is the guy who can do it. But Geno Smith came up with an absolute bar in the uh, on-field oh, interview just after the game. Um, they wrote me off, but I didn't write back. Absolute quality line. Legend. Um, scenes. But um, yeah, big win for them. Huge win. Um, Huge, yeah. But yeah, madness in week one at the NFL. Um, and we've not got... We've got London coming up soon, mate. So you better sort your transport out. <laughs> Honestly, I still can't... The train... There's just there's no timetable for trains <laughs> at all. So I honestly... I still don't know how I'm doing it yet. If anyone can um, give Sam a lift from Glasgow to London, uh, that would be, <laughs> be really helpful. <laughs> well, for one thing, I don't know my timetable. don't know if I'm meant to be working or not. Um, I don't know the trains. There's no timetable. Flights seem to be, it's like two flights a day and they're like midday, weird times. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting. It'll be interesting. Interesting. After week one, I know this is super early, but can you predict uh, the two teams that will be involved in the Super Bowl? And then if they do come true, I'm going to clip this up. I think the two teams going to be involved in the Super Bowl are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Wow, Tom Brady does it again. And the Buffalo Bills. Shout, shout. Um, Buffalo Bills are in there for me. Um, they just look too strong in all sort of, you know, defense, offense, special teams. Just too strong. I'm going to yeah. go Vikings, mate. Back the boys. I would, I would love the Vikings to be there. Can you imagine the scenes, mate? Can you imagine? Um, but I mean, but we are the to Tottenham. Win your, to win your first Super Bowl ever. Be nice. Yeah, we are the Tottenham of the NFL world. So a little bit. Um. Yeah. In, Bottle it many times. I mean, too fair. I think I think the Bills are up there for the the, the Spurs of in terms of losing four Super Bowls in a row. Yeah, that's pretty. That's pretty tough. That's pretty tough. <laughs> but to be fair, at least they got there. Yeah, it's very true. Um, what's your fantasy NFL saying? Um, I know uh, you. Shit, you've had it. I have. I, I, I have. I have Dak Prescott. Uh, who got injured week one, got three points. Uh, Zeke didn't get very many points because the whole team only scored three. Um, I had both Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro, and Renfro didn't, did jack, jack shit. Um, most of my points came from the Steelers' defence. Wow. Um, and yeah, and Aaron Rodgers is my backup quarterback who did jack shit. So I'm not hopeful. I've started 0-1 um, and we shall see how the season goes. So we've got technically two NFL leagues that we're probably going to talk about in the podcast over the next yes. few months. But Sammy's actually in the official one, um, which is, that's the team he's just covered. But also we're in a um, sleeper NFL league with um, uh, a, a guy called Andy Davis, who I think is another podcasting sort of journalist guy on Twitter that we sort of jumped in on, on his sort of auto league and, I won yep. the first game somehow, mate. My team yep. was in bits after the draft. Like I got drafted no one, the Jags defense. Um, I didn't even have QB. I think Sam just gave me Trevor Lawrence. Um, yeah, which uh, which you're welcome. <laughs> I'll take he it. He was sick. I'll take it. I, only I, once again, I, I have Dak Prescott in that league as well. <laughs> 
the only player that I had in that draft that I got was Kamara. And yeah. other than that, there was absolutely no one. I picked up a load of players from the waivers just a week before. And somehow I think I've won my week one matchup. But Sam, you, have. you haven't. I've lost, I've lost again, honestly. I don't think fantasy games just aren't for me, apparently. You've had just some don't big work. recently, mate. I tell you, you obviously you've got married, you went to Bali, but I've seen you come back. You've had some Honestly, it's been an absolute nightmare from from then on. You've had some shock as well. Can't be dealing with it. Cannot yeah, be dealing we'll, with it. We'll be covering more of the NFL sort of fantasy leagues and obviously week two of the NFL next week. Um but yeah, who have the Pats got next week? You know. That's a very good question. I don't know. I, like I don't it. know. I'll see if my Wi-Fi will let me know. Oh, oh. Is it loading? <laughs> no, not really. <laughs> Hold on. You've got the Steelers, Just mate. Great. you got the Steelers <laughs> at the Steelers. Great. great. <laughs> Just great. what I wanted. <laughs> we at, see least, at least they don't have a... Um, TJ. Thingy. Yeah. yeah, TJ what? Yeah. Um... To football, um, obviously there's been no Premier Premier League games. Obviously, from the passing of Queen Elizabeth II, um, so yeah, there's nothing to really recap about Prem. I know the Champions League's on right now, so we can talk a little bit about that. But before we dive into that, I want to talk about Thomas Tuchel's shock sacking because it's all happened so quickly. He was meant to go. He was definitely going. He was just he would he deserved it. Yeah, I feel like Sam's going to have some conflicting opinions, but um, <laughs> no, I, I fully agree. It was it was ridiculous. Yeah, I, I mean, I got the I was sat here. I can't remember what day it was last week, but I was sat here Thursday, I think it was. And it was about, I was working, and I got the no, I, literally I saw a notification flip up on my phone, <laughs> Chelsea statement on Thomas Tuchel, and literally my heart was like, what? Like it just I was like, what the hell? Obviously, the night before we just lost one 0 to. Zagreb, which wasn't ideal, but I did not expect him to be sacked after that. Um, no. So, yeah, I just felt for the guy, man. Like, took Chelsea fans through the most difficult period, like, probably within Chelsea's history, or i.e. the takeover and yeah. potentially getting kicked out of the league and all sorts. Um, he won the Champions League and won the Club World Cup. He got two finals last year, which we lost on penalties, which yeah. some would argue is a little bit unlucky. Um he signed the players in the transfer window that he wanted, especially Aubameyang, uh, to then be sacked like two days later. I think, I don't know. What do you think? Do you reckon he was a little bit harsh? Because I was gutted, mate. I, I, think, I think it's harsh. I mean, I, I saw a post on Twitter comparing him to Klopp, basically, and the trophies they'd won. And I think of major trophies in, in terms of Premier League, Champions League, I think there was Club World Cup and another one there. I can't remember what it was. Um, the only one he hadn't won uh, was the Premier League. Yeah, and in terms, and in terms of Klopp was in for over to like nearly two and a half thousand days, and he'd been in for like three hundred and something. Mm-hmm. So I think it was incredibly harsh um, to get rid of him so quickly, especially after you've just made so many signings. Exactly um, that. Exactly that. That's the main point. The the, the amount of new signings and. First team signs as well. It's you start from scratch again. They've got to gel together, you know. They can't. They're going to be. They're not going to be a team yet because they're so new. Do you know what I mean? Like, 
And I thought that's exactly. another reason why it's a little bit harsh. And um and and also he was still loved by even though they were losing a few games, games they should win, he was still loved by fans. There was no love lost there. There was no revolt. None of the nobody was saying nobody was calling for Tuchel's head no, at any no. point, saying it was his fault. They put most of the blame on on the players, to be honest. Mm. Um, yeah, it just seems that there there was there wasn't a good relationship between owner and coach there. No, um, and I think things come out saying like Todd Broly obviously wanted Ronaldo, Tuchel was against the idea. Yeah, I think if that's if that's a reason to clash, I think that's poor on the on the new owners. Mm. Yeah, side. I think to. To sack him because he said no to one. Like he's there to make the football decisions. He's your coach. He's your head coach because of that. Yeah. You, you're yes, you're the owner, but there's a reason you're not a coach. And I think also another important sort of factor behind the scenes that obviously, as the takeover happened, our key woman in the in sort of the making of these signings signings the technical director marina Gravs, mm. granov sky she obviously departed then you had czech petr czech depart not long after that mm. which kind of left left a hole which thomas tuchel had to fill he was doing he was doing a role that most managers don't do like he was yeah. you know he was working pretty much directly with, with todd Bowley in making these signings happen and you know, you yeah. could argue that that's not really his job. Um, yeah. And I feel like he probably there, there was probably a lot of pressure on his shoulders to to make these signings and to to liaise with the owners when you know that that was taken away from him coaching the team almost. So I do think yeah. another he's been hardly harsh harshly done there as well. Um, yeah, and the thing is, like this this is only going to look bad for the owner. Like, yeah. No, nobody's going to. Like this doesn't make people feel any worse towards the players, or because the players were losing. I lost a few games, yes, but that didn't. I didn't really warrant a firing no. of the of the of the manager. No. Um, I think, obviously, they now decided to go with Graham Potter, mm-hmm. which I think is is probably a good a good move as, yeah. as far as it goes. I think there's as far as coaches that are available. I mean, he wasn't available. He was with Brighton, but um, and, and as far as coaches go, in like he's on the up. I feel like he didn't really, have, he couldn't really say no. I mean, no. yes, Brighton are doing really well this season, but they're only what six games in. No. Um, so I think I think he probably made the right decision. He's going. He gets 10, 10 million a year. It's it's a safe option for him and his family to to make that decision. Yeah, I mean, um, and he's a good coach. He is a good coach. I mean, I like the guy. I like him. Um, mm. And like, let, let's just talk about how crazy that th- this all happens within like 30 hours, man. Like, yeah. one warning, Tuchel's sack. The next afternoon, the next day, like, Potter was, Potter was named coach. So it happened so quickly. Um, yeah. I do like Potter. I can't lie. I like him. I think he's a great coach. The thing... The things that he's done with Brighton are amazing. Um, people are calling them the English Pep Guardiola, aren't they? Like, um, <laughs> but it's it is a risk. It is a risk to go for a guy that has no Champions League experience. Like he's not had to deal with the 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 egos and you know the these top quality players and obviously all the pressure of 
you know, Chelsea Football Club, the new owners being in yes. European competition. So it is a risk. It is a risk. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and they've given him a long-term deal. I don't know how long-term it's actually going to be because Chelsea's Chelsea. And I thought that we were yeah. done with um, quick sackings, but it seems like we've really come back there again. That's but, what uh, I mean. I think I was saying it's, it's hard to have a new owner be less likable than Abramovich. <laughs> Yeah, uh, he's he's done well to do that. Yeah, he's come out with some strange comments, um, which I thought was bullshit. Um, But apparently, his latest one isn't. Um, Did you hear his latest one? His latest one, he said that something about um, Chelsea's academy and producing quality players like Kevin De Bruyne and Mo Salah, Mason Mount, and so on. from my recollection, I don't think Kevin De Bruyne and Mo Salah were brought from the academy. Um, I thought they were brought. No, from you you, you just used to uh, just used to own them, so uh, and let them go, and then brought I, them back. That doesn't yeah, mean they were your academy, mate. I don't think he's got that one quite correct. And also, there was the classic four-four-three formation, which I'm sure was bollocks. But I think that's true. If that is true, then that's like a true Ted Lasso moment, that is. Honestly. And then um, him saying that he wants to have a, a North versus South Premier League all-star like match. Yeah, I mean, I like the idea of that. It's pretty cool, but I don't know whether that's going to happen. <laughs> I don't know. No, about. exactly. And also, like, where do you divide North and South? Yeah, exactly. Where do you call yeah, London, pretty much. Exactly. <laughs> um, so, yeah. But- yeah, it's interesting time at Chelsea. I'm I'm excited to see what Potter can do. Obviously, his first game is at uh against in RB Salzburg in the Champions League tomorrow. Um, yeah. Like looking at it, like they're both position, both formations that Tuchel and Potter played are quite similar. They both play like a back five or back three or whatever you want to call it. Um, Tuchel probably more heavily relying on his defense rather than an attack. Yeah. Potter's probably more attacking and aggressive, but they're both similar. So it should be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, and also another thing to factor on going long-term with Potter is, is he going to have the the manager pull in the transfer windows because he has come from Brighton and because, you know, he's not a big name in the managerial world. I know he's a big name in the Premier League, but in European football, he's not. So, is he yeah. going to have that pull? It depends on how Chelsea do in this season, I think. Um, but yeah, we shall see, mate. Um, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. How would you going back to the Premier League? How would you assess Man United's start this year? What? How do you think they've it's, done? Uh, it was it was a rocky start. I'm not going to lie. Um, losing four 0 to Brentford wasn't great. Losing to Brighton wasn't great. But it seemed to have steadied the ship. Um, our last four, four game, four games have been very impressive. Yeah, for us, um, beating Liverpool, it's a massive win. That obviously, a huge they're win, man. huge. Win. They're obviously having troubles of their own, but for us to be able to, for us to beat them, was massive, um, and a massive surprise. I, I was, it was like at three o'clock in the morning when I was on my honeymoon. So, uh, waking up to that was very nice. Um, but yeah, I think I think Ten Hag has a plan. I think his his plan's working. Mm-hmm. Um, like the game against Arsenal, we played 
really well. Um, uh, yeah, Arsenal could have scored many, but again, our counter-attack was back. Like we've counter-attacked yeah. so many times in the past. Um, and I think that's the most impressive thing. It's got playing a bit more like we should be playing. Um, like, yeah, I think even... Like, he's not starting Ronaldo, but he's bringing Ronaldo on and Ronaldo's still doing the jobs he wants him to do. This is what kind of annoys um, me, though, with, like, the, the modern game and how, like, pundits and, you know, journalists work and stuff. Like, every, like obviously, United had a shocking start. Like, like let's be real, they, did, they didn't have the best of starts, but everyone ripped off, like, their defence straight away, like, Varane and, and mm. Martinez, like... Well, I think, like, Martin, like, everyone said, like, Martinez is too small. Yeah. Um, he's not going to make it as a prem, Premier League defender. Uh, Jamie Carragher said um, he wouldn't want a, 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 a defensive partner being less than six foot. Um, and I think, yeah, again, far too quick to to judge. I mean, judge, yeah, ever since then, I think there's, uh, I think Martinez has a, has won more aerial battles than Van Dijk. Van Dijk, yeah, you're right. Yeah. So I think it's it too quick to judge, and I think for a team that has had a very rocky defence, for us to take a little bit of time to find the right pairings. Um, it would be normal, and the mm-hmm. fact that it's actually worked so quickly. I mean, yeah, three games, and now we've played so much better defensively. Um, with Martinez and Varane, I think, um, yeah, only way is up. And we've had a we've had a, a difficult start to the season. We have played Liverpool and Arsenal mm-hmm. already. Um, so yeah, I think to be only be not to be fifth and not that many points off top is and and yeah. to beat the the undefeated team at the moment um yeah i think that was, that was it, it's going well and i think and I'm, I'm hopeful for the future i'm interested to see how anthony can do as well because obviously he scored in debut um obviously mm. a big big price tag on on the guy yeah. um i'm just going interested than, uh, to see going better than nunes yeah well obviously all all strikers obviously all these big summer signings have hit the ground running obviously i know Nunez got sent off and now he's pretty much the new Andy Carroll. But he did score in his debut as well. He did he look did. pretty good when he first, when he first came in. Um, yeah. And now obviously Anthony has scored in debut as well. So they are hitting the ground running. But um, yeah, obviously let's talk about another striker quick. How many goals is Harlan going to score this this Premier League season? I think he's on, I think he's on, he's on pace to get like 50-odd. <laughs> it's unreal, it's, mate. The bloke's a machine. He's, really good. he's so good. And, and the fact that Oh, so many people wrote written him off. They're like, he's never going to make it. He's he's not gone up against uh, our our defenders in the Premier League. He's absolutely rinsed them. He's literally. He's. I a... think it helps when you're like a six foot four unit. He's but... a freak, mate. He's an absolute freak, and he's rapid as well. <laughs> yeah, he's so quick. But I yeah, he scored. He's not scored like a spectacular goal yet. No. But he doesn't need to. I don't see. I don't see why people are. People are saying, oh, he's poached. He's poaching. That's his job. That is his job, man. That is his job. Uh, if a striker isn't there to poach, like, what's he doing? Exactly, exactly. And the thing, the thing that really impresses me of Haaland is that he always seems to be in the right place, and that's how people get. I think that's why people are alluding to, oh, he's only scoring tap-ins, but he's in the right areas, like every mm-hmm. time. Like he's just yeah. there. Just sees. And there was a vid- big. There was a video of him, like, um, with. Uh, just saying how much he trusts De Bruyne because De Bruyne got the ball and he just sprinted, didn't look back, and De Bruyne passed pushed past the ball with a through ball and he just ran onto it. He didn't look back at one at any point. He just he just went, um, and he and yeah, uh, I think that 
him and De Bruyne are going to get a lot of goals this season. And I together. feel like that, that's what it is as well. Like there's been a couple of times this year, like you said, like De Bruyne and Phil Foden have crossed the ball, but without even looking to see that Harlan's there. Mm. And they just know he's in the right areas. They know he's going to get on the end of the back the back post or in yeah. with a header or, you know, side foot into the net. Like he's just there and they know that yeah. he's going to be there. So they don't even need to look like he's actually mad. You're crazy. Exactly. I think he's a, yeah, he's going to be a bit of a mad one. I think he, if not this year, he could, he could definitely be on the cusp of breaking the goal record um, at some yeah. point in his career. At Man City, um, if he carries on, hopefully, I'd say hopefully not injured. I, I do obviously plays for Man City. I'm, I'm not happy about that, but it's exciting to see him. Yeah, it's coming it's... come into it and live up to the hype. We haven't had a proper goal scoring season since Mo Salah did it back in what, like 2019 was it? Like 2018? Yeah. I don't know when he scored like 30 odd goals. Mo Salah did, but. Yeah, we haven't had a, a, a guy come into the league or, you know, anyone come close to that since. So no, no. I think he's definitely gonna definitely gonna be up probably in the in the forties, I would imagine, uh, at this rate. Yeah. Yeah, if he if he keeps going at this rate, I think he's actually on pace. If he goes to the same record, it'd be like fifty four goals or something. Unreal, man. Unreal. Which would be, which would be so so mad. So good. I mean, what do you think about Liverpool as well, struggling at the minute? Like they're all over it's the gap. Yeah, um, I think it's uh, it's interesting. I'm uh, I'm enjoying watching the implosion that they seem to be having. Um, but yeah, I, I don't really understand why it's happening. It seems Klopp's, a bit odd. Klopp's seventh season syndrome. It's what happened. Yeah, he did it at Dortmund as well, didn't he? Seventh season, and he just sort of imploded. So exactly. Um, so yeah, I think I'll be interested to see if he can come out of it. Um, but yeah, I think I think. In terms of if if it carries on the way it does, I could see him being sacked. To be honest, mate, I just never thought that like the defense or the defense they've got Trent, and obviously we know about Trent's defensive sort of frailties at times. But Van Dyke, Van Dyke, you're talking about people would call him Van Dyke, the best centre half this Premier League's ever seen, better than John Terry, better than Rio Ferdinand. People were saying. And this yeah. season, he's what's happened to him? I don't know what's happened to the bloke. Honestly, I, I'm so happy that when I said the uh, defensive rankings earlier this, this, oh, yeah. this season, <laughs> that I put them where they were and insisted that their defense is not as good as it as it has as as it is. Um, they they're two fullbacks. Much prefer going forward. Robertson's the better defender, but he's the best out of a non-defensive bunch mm-hmm. um van dyke is your best defender but he's out of form and then you've got what matip yeah it, it's just, it's, going, just oh, but... it's not it's it's that's it was bound to come undone at some point yeah. and it looks like that's the that's what's happening it's the um, midfield for me as well the midfield obviously yeah. had a couple of injuries in there with tiago being out and you know but harvey elliott and you know they're just not James Milner, they're, they're they're not players that you can heavily rely on for long periods of the season. Like they're good squad players, don't get me wrong, but they're not players you can rely on. I know they've got they brought in was it Arthur Arthur from from Juve or someone like that, but yeah. um, he's meant to be a decent player. But yeah, I don't. It's they're they're lacking they're lacking in different areas. So 
yeah i just don't think it's going to get better so um i'm looking forward to their demise and um we'll be watching on with popcorn love that mate absolutely love it also before we move on from football did you hear about the uh juventus um salarinita game with the i don't know how you pronounce it but they um how ridiculous is that that was mad. All in the space. What? A missed penalty, a scored rebound, a disallowed 95th minute winner. Um, Milik got a yellow card for celebrating. Touchline bust up for them, the goal to be ruled out offside. It was yeah. just. He's fuming. Absolutely. He's absolutely fuming. Absolutely fuming. You know, it was ruled out for offside. Yeah, yeah. And you know, it wasn't offside. It wasn't. No, because I saw the video and it was like. Um... He obviously didn't touch the ball, but they they were saying that he impeded or went for the ball or something like that. I don't know what, what that rule is. So, he didn't touch it, did he? No, he didn't touch it, but also he was being paid on by somebody who was outside the box. For <laughs> goodness sake. So, I what, that. what? Yeah, he was. So, that, so, VAR only looks at people who were um, inside the box. Mate, shocking, man. Absolutely shocking. Ridiculous. Yeah, I saw it all kicked off at the end as well. What something needs to be done about VR? Like, there's been some shocking it's, it's decisions. Not, it's over not the past having a good weeks. good time at the moment, is it? No, it's not. Absolutely not. Um, my girlfriend's family, they went over to Orlando and they watched um an MLS game over there. Oh yeah. And they said that their use of VR is so much further advanced than ours. They they said it takes like ten seconds to make a decision. You know, it's. Wow clearly explained like there's no taking minutes to make a decision there's no sort of f-ups it's just like clear cut and it's pretty quick yeah. well, obviously we're kind of used to that in the nfl how they use the technology there but i don't know some of the some of the, the usage in in the premier league this season has been shocking man Absolutely. yeah and um I, I don't understand why it's been so bad but it has been awful i don't know why i don't know why um but yeah anyway fantasy football What's going on? What are you saying? My mind's going all right. I mean, for, for the fact that I didn't captain Haaland for the two games he scored hat-tricks, <laughs> uh, I'm still doing okay. You're doing all uh, right. You had a good start, mate. A lot better start than last year, that's for sure. Yes. So I'm I'm quietly hopeful. And uh, yeah, I'm, quite, I'm, I, I'm happy with the start. It's not been amazing, but it's been better than I'm used to. So Better start than me. I had a good couple of weeks, good couple of weeks, and then past two or three weeks, I've had stinkers, mate. Absolute stinkers. I, yeah, my like life. You, I didn't captain Harland. Um, I captained De Bruyne one of the games, and he didn't even start De Bruyne. He was on the bench. And my vice captain was Harland. I was like, here we go. I'm going to get vice captain. And he comes on for like two minutes. Comes on for like two minutes. Doesn't even do anything. So I've had a few stinkers. I've even played my wild card, and my wild card just didn't out as well. So... Um, yeah, I think I've done my wild card. Um, uh, no, I think I've done my first wild card to change my team up a bit. I think you get, I think you technically get three wild cards this year. So you get, obviously, you get typically you get two because um, yeah, you get one, one in the first half, one in the the second half. But I believe during the World Cup period, you get to make unlimited changes. Then I believe, don't quote me on that, but that's what I think. Oh, so that's uh, interesting. I'm giving away all my, my tips and tricks, uh, you know. Yeah. Well, I'm not. I'm not using any of my uh, 
most of my chips until a reasonable time because um, I've I've made that mistake too many times. Yeah, going into like the end of the season and having none left. Yeah, it's not good, is it? <laughs> Everyone uses bench boost or something in the last game, I swear as well. Um, yeah, but obviously because there's been some games cancelled recently and because of the World Cup, like oh, you're gonna get such a congested fixture period and like. Imagine if there's going to be like yeah. triple game weeks. Imagine tripling a captain on, on a triple game week. Honestly, but you're going to triple captain like Harlan, and he's going to play one of the games. Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. It's oh. so annoying, but um, I think he would play Harlan as, mu- as much as he can this season. Yeah, yeah. Um, did you watch the F1? Um, of course not. I have no Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, um, I kept up to date with the F1. Um, yeah, I watched qualifying. I think did I watch? Did I watch qualifying? No, I don't think I did. No? I can't remember if I watched qualifying. <laughs> uh, no, I didn't watch qualifying. But um it was a it was a a decent a decent race weekend. I think it was pretty pretty normal. Stappen obviously yeah. dominating okay. most of it. Leclerc getting on pole. They're not doing so well. Um Banded crack really, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's I think I mean, fair play to Verstappen and Red Bull. They've they definitely have the best race day car. Um, I mean, to be fair, they knew they weren't going to be poles. They didn't even have like their qualifying setup during qualifying. No, they did. They had a race day setup. So, um, I think, yeah, they're just they're just dominant. And to be fair, I think Red Bull need a new second job. I think Perez, for some reason, is nowhere near him. No, I find that very confusing. But is that because Verstappen and his car are so so good, like out of this world good? That even if you, but they've got the same car. Yeah, I suppose so. I suppose so. But they have different setups, I guess. But you are, you're right. Yeah. They do have the same car. I, I don't. I don't think they're going to change so much that he's like consistently, consistently nearly a second behind. No, no. I think that's weird. Um, but yeah, I think. Verstappen's got this this championship in the bag. I think if Le- Leclerc finishes like seventh or below, he's he's won it. Who, um, if if going back to your point about Perez not being sort of up there with Max, like if you had to pick a driver to replace Perez right now, who would you pick? Who? What were you saying? Um, because I think I think Norris could be a great shout, Red Bull. He would be a great shout, I, but I think he signed a a, a very long contract really? with McLaren. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think he'd ever want to leave. I think it's difficult. It's isn't t- it? I mean, they've 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 got they've got enough like, reserved drivers. I mean, Gasly could go in again, um, and do oh, pretty God. well. Um, I think. Like De Vries, like some of these youngsters who aren't getting any like I think. I think I saw a rumor that Haas wanting to get um, uh, Hulkenberg back in a seat. Yeah. I just think I think that's so wrong at the moment. Yeah. There were so many F two drivers um, who were doing so well Was that won't see the inside an F one car for as well. It's just yeah. won the F two championship. It's, it's pretty decent. Um, like won't see the inside of an F one car for years. And you think the the only reason that um, Red Bull 
uh, gave Max a chance in 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 the F one seat is because they didn't want to lose him. Yeah. Like if 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 he hadn't get that one F one seat and he went somewhere else, uh, that's the only reason they gave him the seat, and it's worked. I think mm. if you give some of these youngsters a chance, they'll they'll do well. And I think that there there isn't enough. There's too much of this, like everyone just moving around. Silly season, isn't we, it? We need 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 new blood in it, and I I think um I think that's needed definitely. So I think so, they should go for somebody that, that's not in F1. So this might link with your point, Danny Ricardo. Do you think he has a seat next year, or do you think that you know? Young blood is going to come through. And he's going to take, going to take an Alpine or a Haas seat or whatever it may be. That yeah. could be a potential future for Daniel Ricciardo. Do you think he's out of F one now? I don't think. I just don't think he has a seat this year, just because of how his season has gone. Like he's mm. he's not done particularly well. He's not done particularly well since he left um, Red Bull. Like he was okay at at Renault, but he's not been consistent whatsoever. No. Um. And I think, I, I, just, I just don't, I don't think he's an F1 next year. Yeah, I mean, I feel for him. I mean, to be fair, my girlfriend's a big Danny Rick fan and uh, she bought a McLaren jersey. Yeah, a Danny Rick McLaren jersey. And uh, a week later, she found out that he'd lost his seat at McLaren for next year. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean, he's not going she's, well. She's, she's, she's a she's a bad omen for Ricardo. Yeah, bad omen for and it's quite funny because she, she was wearing a she was wearing the jersey for qualifying. Um, no, she actually got that she wasn't wearing the jersey for qualifying, and somehow because the penalties and so on, he managed to pick up fourth on the grid. So we were yeah. saying, okay, don't wear your jersey, and he was going to do all right. So we sat down to watch a race on Sunday. Um, yeah. She didn't put the jersey on. He was in the he was in the game. He was dropping a few places, but he was still within the points. And then, obviously, oil leak or whatever it was, and he and he had to yeah. stop, retire. So, I just think he's cursed from the outset, mate. <laughs> exactly, going, nothing's going for him. No, and it doesn't seem to be going very well. And I, I feel for him because I I do like him, but I think he's he's almost overstayed his welcome a bit because mm. he's been disappointing, and he's not been exciting um, to to even watch racing. It's, I just think it's been a bit disappointing this year, and I think he, I think it'll be good for him to have a breakout. Um, yeah, I think there's there's also plenty of other race series that he could enter. Um, car, look at Grosjean. Exactly. Um, look at uh, Raikkonen as well. Mm. Um, I, I, yeah, I think that could be good. And it moves, it gives way to the, some of these younger drivers who have so much money put into their careers just to have them watch an F1 seat go to Hulkenberg again. <laughs> yeah. Also shout out um Danny Ricorore um <clears throat> a tribute helmet to Valentino Rossi. It was pretty sick. I don't know if you saw it, but he was like it was very cool. It was pretty cool to be fair to him. Um and also tickets for Silverstone go on sale this Thursday. So um have you seen the price of them though? They are expensive and me and my girlfriend are thinking about it, but it's it's a hella of a lot of money. So it is it is um, ridiculous amounts. But yeah, we shall see about that one. Um but yeah, I don't know. I think there's a I think there's a bit of a gap between the next GP. I think the next one's Singapore, but I think it's like a three week break. So Yeah, I think it's another long one. We'll quickly fly fly through some other sports before wrapping this up. Um 
Fury versus AJ is on the verge of being done for December the 3rd at the, the Millennium Stadium in Cardiff, yeah. which would be interesting. Um, yeah. Fair play. Tyson Fury came out on social media and said, I'm calling out AJ. If he wants to sign it, he, he, he can sign it. But if he doesn't, then I'm just going to move on. And it looks like AJ's team have got uh, got one of the dates that he's set. So that should be interesting. Um, tennis. Carlos Alcaraz won the US Open. Yeah, he US? did. Yeah, he did. Um, beating uh, Rune. Um, it was pretty um, good on him, to be fair. Um, youngest person to win a major since Nadal did when he was 19. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah uh, I, I think he's he's definitely a talent. I think it's a bit mad that... So he's now world number one as well. Mm-hmm. He's world number one with six thousand or something ATP points, wow. um, which is which is a lot. But when you consider that Novak Djokovic to be number one at, at a certain point had sixteen thousand <laughs> ATP points, he had ten thousand more ATP points uh, at one point. Is that um, because, is that because he had why 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 was that more competition? Or he, when more, when... he's won everything. <laughs> He won. He he won so much more. And that that's that's the main reason. It's been so difficult. Like we've had the the same number one for so long, and it's been so difficult to break that barrier because like the top three have always had a lot of points because the ATPs go on a rolling fifty-two weeks. Don't do as well. You lose a lot of points, and your ranking can go down dramatically. But because they all won everything constantly, they all stayed at this twelve thousand point. Um, and outside the top three, we're all on like 4,000, 6,000, never got anywhere near. So um, I think it's good, but I, I feel like the our number the number one in tennis is going to be changing around a lot more than it has done in the past. For sure, for sure. Cricket. Um, just quickly touch on England beat South Africa 2-1 to a series win. Um, pretty dominant display in the, in the last test, to be honest. In unusual circumstances, Obviously, it was a shortened third test. Um, so I think there was only three days in total with the first day being completely washed out with rain. So but it was pretty much turned into a bit of an ODI um, game, which fell right yeah. into uh, England's hands, to be honest, because they've got some quality ODI players in there. So um, <clears throat> great performance. And I just want to touch on, like, Ollie Robinson. Mate, oh, his, mate his stats are, are nuts. Like, he's had 11 mm. tests. 51 wickets, an average of 19.8, and he's had three five-wicket hauls. Well, that's pretty yeah. impressive. Pretty it, it, good going. He's doing very well. In terms of like, England's bowling attack, hasn't probably been this prolific for a while. No. Um, and obviously, like you mark words, Chris Brooks stuff, they're, they're really good, but they haven't been as consistent as Ollie Robinson. And um, I think he's another gem that we found in he's that sense. consistent um, line and length. Like, he's... Yeah. he's Constantly top of off stump like every time it's decent. Mm. Yeah, I love watching him well to be honest. He's great. Um not quite not quite as good batting, but uh no, that's fine. Not quite. <laughs> but uh neither are the rest of them, so I think it's fine. No, yeah, we've had a couple of batting collapses. I'm not really impressed with Zach Crawley or, or Alex Lee's oh, at the minute. Zach Crawley's dog shit. Yeah, he's... what is it? I think I think Chris Wokes has a better test um average than him. Yeah, he's not it's there's a fine line between giving someone you know putting their, your your faith in someone, but then also 
playing him too much, their confidence just hit the floor. And yeah. you know, he's that's the thing, like you said, when you said like a, the ODI kind of played into our hands, he played really well in the in his in the last innings. Yeah, the last um, inning when he had to be a bit more aggressive and play a bit more probably into his comfort zone. And I think that probably that should show the selectors that he's not a not that he's not a test player, but he's not he's not an opening batsman for test players for, no. for the tests. No, no. And it's it's going back to that same point that, you know, ever since Andrew Strauss and Alistair Cook, you know, we've been searching for that opening partnership and we just haven't found it. Mm. We've gone through who what Dom Sibley, Rory Burns, Alex Lees is hit and miss, you know. Burns that... is probably the closest we've come to it. Yeah, I mean, and that's saying something. Even times we were flirting at Joe Root opening the batting. Do you know what I mean? So honestly, it's it's tough. We haven't found that opening guy that you know can withstand, you know, you the new ball, but then also go out and score runs after that. So it's yeah, it's a little bit tricky. Um, yeah, but we, but I mean, Brendan McCullum's done and Ben Stokes, but that have kind of revitalised our Test 100%. cricket, which I'm very happy with. Um, I think we've won six out of seven tests or yeah. seven out of eight tests this summer. Um, yeah. So we've done really well. Really Against good. some like the, the big test sides as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like beating New Zealand, who just who just won the test championship. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think I think it bodes well for the future. It doesn't really bode well for our T Twenty World Cup coming up, but I mean that's no. that's a different that's no. a different uh, kettle of fish. That. Um. There was also in the UFC a huge card switch up. I don't know if you heard, but one of the <clears throat> one of the main fights it was Nate Diaz versus Chimaev. Chimaev yeah. didn't make weight. And I he saw that seven and a half pounds over, um, which is mental. Um, but apparently, it's come out that he had a medical reason, and the doctor oh, really? or his team stopped him from cutting weight because he was showing signs of sort of that he was struggling. Um, so. He came in massively heavy, which they basically switched up the whole card. I think three mm. of the main fights just got jumbled up. And so Nate Diaz ended up fighting um, Tony Ferguson, which is looking like Nate Diaz's last UFC fight. Goes out on a high, finishes us with a, a guillotine choke, I think. Oh, and um, does some shit talking as well, which is a classic Nate Diaz. But yeah, I just thought I'd mention that. It's a pretty mental UFC card. Um, yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, let's... Have you got any heroes and shockers of the week? We're going to try and carry this on for season three. I think the hero is um, Alcaraz at the moment. Yeah, perhaps. Um, uh, for me, probably Todd Bowley at the moment. <laughs> Todd Bowley. <laughs> yeah, to be fair, it's come up with some questionable things, so I'll, I'll let you have that one, to be honest with you. Um, hero, uh, it's got to be Justin Jefferson for me. Nine receptions, 184 yards, two tutties. Um, so I'll take that and then my shocker also NFL related it's got to be Aaron Rodgers trying to block Zedarius Smith I don't know if you saw that he tried to block um, a big beefy pass rush for the uh, for the Vikings and he just stumbled on along the floor <laughs> it was quite embarrassing yeah I mean this is it's his ex-teammate yeah ex-teammate yeah I know I think it was I think it was quite comical I think it was quite like jovial between the two I don't think there was any beef but he tried to throw a block and just ended up on the floor. <laughs> yes, it was quite funny and uh, yeah, probably deserved it. He just had an awful game, so that's, I think that's a fair shocker. Yeah, fair enough. But yeah, that wraps up 
Um, hopefully, over the coming weeks, Sam's Wi-Fi does improve a little bit. And, we shall uh... see. It's always up here in the north, you know. It's a uh, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> nice one, mate. Anyway, uh, good weekend, guys, and uh, enjoy the sport. And we'll catch you again next time in a bit. In a bit. Thank you.